once you realize that you can sell from a place of love, I get to add to the definition I said earlier, which is selling is nothing more than an energy exchange between conscious beings. And when you know what you offer is so much more than what you ask in return, all that's left is the emotion of love that is felt on both the buyer and the seller's side. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Here's what's very interesting. We all have these negative words around sales, yet I love sales. I absolutely love them. I love being labeled as a salesperson. Matter of fact, I once wanted to update my LinkedIn profile as everybody at Mindvalley was doing their brands. And I was like, okay, I just want to put my title. I'm a salesperson. And people within Mindvalley even said, maybe you shouldn't put salespeople. Like people don't love sales. You should just put like business development, something like that. And I'm just like, why can't I embrace something that I think is absolutely beautiful, makes the world go round? And unfortunately, there's just a lot of people who haven't been doing it right. And so I'd be curious to know, what's a skill you need to get a new client? That's the easiest one. It's, it's sales, right? If I want to grow the business, what's the things that need to happen more? It's sales. And right now we're going through some interesting times with COVID and I'm thinking, what is something that a lot of people need to get that they possibly lost a couple months ago, which is very unfortunate. A lot of them have lost their jobs. So what do they need to start doing? They need to start selling themselves. And if we take it away from the business realm, which is usually where I speak about, and let's say you're out there and you're single, what's the skill that you need to develop to be able to attract a partner into your life? And the other aspect that I think is even more important than that is if you are in a relationship, what is the skill that you need to remind yourself to execute on day after day for the rest of your lives to create that immense romantic passion, to go through tough times, to be able to communicate? There's also an element of sales. And so it's everywhere. Every way that we communicate is sales. And if you have resistance against this skill, I find that it limits you in every way possible. But don't worry because it's not your fault. At the essence, we've been bombarded with ideas and images of sales that have really restricted our view. And I think to kick this off, I just want to give you all a very different definition of sales that I know will be very welcomed by the Mind Valley community that'll help us reframe this, okay? Instead of saying like sales is the process of offering goods and services for the exchange of money, no, let's try this. And I want you to write this down. If you have a pen or if you have to type it, go ahead and type it. Selling is nothing more than an energy exchange between conscious beings, okay? Selling is nothing more than an energy exchange. It's a flow. It's just simply somebody coming up as a seller, going and exchanging energy with a buyer. Now, some of you might've went through Money EQ with Ken Honda. For all the people here that have went through that quest, Money EQ, you can write Money EQ in the chat. And you've already defined money as energy, but everything is energy. If I'm taking goods, it was produced using energy. Services takes my time is something that I deliver, takes its energy that I'm investing into delivering that service. Money is nothing more than stored energy. Matter of fact, before money, we had to trade the chickens for the pork and those take time to raise. It's also energy. And we have this convenient tool that we all recognize as a similar value so we can exchange energy more fluently. And this makes the world a better place. And so, if everything is an energy exchange, why is there so many bad sales? Why do we have resistance for sales? Why do people take advantage of people? 
And this is what we're going to break down in the presentation. I want you to all become aware of the four levels of sales that can happen. And I also want to give you a blueprint on how you can sell from what I call the highest vibration of selling that you can possibly do, which is selling from a place of love. And if it sounds too good to be true, well, don't worry. I'll break that myth and you will realize that this might have been the thing that you needed to break through everything that you wanted to get in your life. So let's start at the bottom of the pyramid. So if everything is an energy exchange, what gives the different frequencies between the sales? It's emotion. Emotion is in every single transaction that happens in sales. And this emotion is felt from both the buyer and the seller. And so how do we have a transaction that happens at the lowest of all emotions? The lowest emotion is what I call the guilt-shame blockages. And let me break this down very easily. If I give an example of a salesperson, who's the first cartoon image that comes in your mind when it comes to salesperson? Put it in the chat. I know you're going to say it. So let's give a few seconds here. And it's going to be the used car salesman. Yep. Car just came up. So thank you there for Merrill. The used car salesman image, the stockbroker, the wolf of wall street, all these different caricatures around sales that you look at. And it's very simple. Buying a car is one of the biggest emotional purchases we do at a young age, very impressionable and not always the best trained salespeople are in that position. Matter of fact, they're doing their best to bring abundance for themselves and maybe they don't have as much regard for you. And you'll see what levels that they've been selling at as I go through the presentation. But when you approach sales today, in any circumstance, why do we have shame and guilt that resists us from even making a sale happen? Like, I don't know if you're in business for yourself or let's try a few examples here. You have to call a client again. Many times they didn't pick up the phone and you're like, I don't want to call. You hesitate. You feel like maybe you'll annoy them or even more realistic for people that have employment here is, do you feel a lot of resistance going to ask for a raise? Do you feel a lot of resistance to promote yourself if there's an opening for a position? This is where there's a lot of those blockages. If you're at that energy level, not a lot of things happen. And what you're going to want to do is clear those blocks. And Here's something I really love from a book that I know a lot of you've heard of, Atomic Habits by James Clear. talks about identity. When you step into identities to be able to do something, it makes you do all the actions that that identity would normally do. Now, who here wants to be a salesperson if the only identity you associate with sales is that used car salesman that you just don't have an interest in wanting to be? And so right from the beginning, you have a mental block from even doing sales, but it even goes further than that. We can go culturally. If you look at entire countries have more of an affinity to sales, like what's the number one country in the world with the most amount of salespeople in the world? Let's give that a try. I know that the Europeans have a lot of reluctance around sales, but USA have one thing. They are the best salespeople in the world. They've also grew the economy extraordinarily and not always from the best of places, but still you can't deny the amazing sales culture that Americans have. As a Canadian, I can only look and admire it. And there's a lot to appreciate from that. But here's another thing. When we were kids, we're seeking the love and attention from mom and dad. And there's often something that we want. Maybe it's a game console. I know for me, it was the Nintendo 64. That was my generation. And so what do we do as kids? Are we good salespeople? Are kids good salespeople? I don't know. Most people at first say for sure. I mean, they have no shame. They have no blockages. They just go out and ask for what they want, but they're really bad salespeople because they don't care. They don't care about anyone from themselves. They don't know any better. They're very young. And so what do they do? They go and they speak and they say, mom, dad, can I get that PlayStation? Please, please, please. And as parents, what do you do? You know, depending on the financial situation, the budget, whatever's going on in your life, 
you might be going, well, not this month. Let's just wait four months. We're going to build a budget and then we'll see if we can actually make sure that you get that game console that I know you really want right now. And the child, of course, being very rational and understanding will say, okay, mother and father, I will wait those four months and I will be patient and everything will be fine. And of course not. They ask again, they ask again, they ask again until a certain point that the parents just can't take it anymore. And they'll say, hey, no means no. Stop asking. And this gives you a clue. I know there's a few of you that might've got triggered. So trigger warning on that one. (laughs) But there's a clue, right? Whenever we resist following up or asking too much, if you had that impression when you were a child that actually made you have blocks around selling, well, guess what? Every follow-up call, every email you write comes with that remembrance and that, that trigger. So you need to have that understanding. Now, We're going to go through five loves of selling. And what I want to make sure that you understand from getting over this sales block, I have a super easy example here. Let's be interactive for a second. We talked about how identities are powerful. And if you have these blockages or you think of every time you sell, you're being like one of those people that are schmoozy, evil, and all the words that we described at the beginning of this talk, I want you to name me the people you admire the most in the world right now. Listen, we just had Jim Quick an amazing soul that has come here and gave us some amazing content. I see Vishen Lakhiani. I see Jay Shetty. I see Elon Musk. I see Jane Goodall. Elizabeth said, my daughter. That's absolutely beautiful. Dr. Shefali. Okay. My question now with all of these role models you look up to is, are they salespeople? Do they sell? Heck, I even saw Tony Robbins. Does Tony sell? Here's an even better one. Elon Musk, right? A lot of these people are teaching their material online. We see them sell. I mean, Vision is a beautiful, amazing salesperson. And I hope he is a great salesperson because my value... One of the things I've realized after conducting well over a thousand interviews with the world's greatest thought leaders in everything from entrepreneurship to spirituality to health and wellness to relationship is that life is enormous. And there are so many ways we can make our life better and better in every way, in every single day. If you're successful in just one area of life, you might just suck in another. I've known billionaires whose romantic lives were in shambles. I've known incredibly emotionally intelligent people who just couldn't make money. And that's totally fine. It doesn't matter where you are. Life doesn't have to stay the same forever. You're not cursed or destined to be miserable or unlucky in love or struggling to make ends meet. You were just never thought how to have it all, how to do things differently, how to master the human experience from a mind, body, and soul perspective. This is where Mind Valley membership comes in. When you become a Mind Valley member, you are coached by the greatest teachers in the world. You get to live a life beyond your wildest dreams and learn the best systems, protocols, methods, step by step by step in just 20 minutes a day to get there. You become the man or woman that you've always aspired to be. And this happens in the easiest, most effective way because of the Mindvalley transformational model. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now. Don't settle for ordinary. Don't settle for your life the way it is now. Aspire to step into your greatness. Needs to go out and make a difference. And we'll talk more about that. But look at Elon Musk. Have you ever seen a SpaceX rocket launch? I watched those astronauts go to the International Space Station and I was amazed by the television crew. There were cameras. There were Tesla Model Xs that picked up the astronauts. They were commentary. They had cameras on the rocket to send it up there. Even they had a press kit. They had the astronauts with a handheld camera. And I'm thinking, 
why the hell are you putting cameras on a rocket and giving astronauts camera when every single pound of weight that you shoot into space costs so much money to bring up? Wouldn't you make the rocket lean? But no, Elon Musk understands that when you sell the dream of space, you get people to be more excited about space. You get people to invest more into space. You get people want to send their cargo with SpaceX. And now who here understands or knows of a company called ULA? ULA. Come on. No? ULA? People are confused. Maybe someone who's a big nerd might know. I see Laura might know. Crickets. ULA is the United Launch Alliance. It's a collaboration between Boeing and Lockheed Martin, who also sends rockets to space. The Atlas rocket, the Delta rocket. Yet most of you have never heard about it. Interesting. Yet I see a lot of valuation in Elon's hand. I see a lot of contracts moving over to SpaceX. And you're going to understand that one of the reasons why he's such a good salesperson is he has this first love of selling nailed in. So what I want you to understand, if you have blocks around selling, you really get paralyzed about it. Think of your biggest idol and realize that when you step into being a salesperson, you get to step into the ethos of your biggest role models. You don't look at the used car salesman anymore. You look at the heroes in your life and realize they are also salespeople. Now, here's another question. Are you a salesperson? And I would hope at this point, you can boldly say that, yes, we are all salespeople. You should embrace it. You should recognize that you can do it in a great way or a bad way. And this is where once you've embraced this identity, I want you to start understanding where do you sit? The second level is what I call the danger zone. Be careful in the danger zone. This is what I call the fear pride paradox. So you've went ahead, you don't have any blocks around selling. So now you're giving it a try. And this is where you're taking your baby steps. You're starting to learn. And usually you'll start with the process of selling. You learn how to use scripts. You learn how to call leads. You'll understand a sales process. You'll understand how to close. Great. You practice. And there's going to be fears that come up. And this is great because sales is one of the biggest and best tools to grow because you get to repeat a lot of confrontation, your insecurities, your fear of failure. All of that is going to come up, your fear of rejection. That's great. In your baby steps, you can go up and you'll start from a place of fear and eventually you'll start getting good at it and you'll end up at the peak of this state, which is called pride. And this is where you're dangerous because an unconscious person who doesn't care or take responsibility for every sale that they make can become highly effective and very dangerous to the world. And when I talk about emotion, every sales has an emotion. If you're selling from a place of pride, this is where you step into the wolf of Wall Street. It's the people that are really effective at sales, but don't necessarily make the world a better place. And it's very fascinating to me that every time I look in those industries, there seems to be correlations with addiction of all kinds, depression, and anything that creates more numbness. Because there's an emotion and there's a cost. And I remember myself, I found myself in a place where I was selling coaching packages that were like 100,000 in real estate. And I could sell myself into it, but I remember hanging up the phone and I was just like, what am I doing? Like I was drinking the Kool-Aid and I was getting really cocky. I was like, wow, I'm the one who's making these sales. I'm getting excited. And I'm like, wait a sec, how am I really taking responsibility for these sales? And that's when you start to transcend this state. And I would assume that everybody here that's part of Mind Valley have experienced this and possibly transcended this. But unfortunately, you probably ran into a block. Here's what happens. You get through fear pride. You get to maybe test it out. And then at some point you start realizing like, hey, maybe what I'm selling is making a really big impact and I'm not really taking responsibility for every little thing that happens. That's when you step into 
what I call the rational level. Okay. That's level three. So we started with guilt, shame. We went to fear, pride. Now we're at rational level. And this is a funny one. This is a funny one because when you step into this, you went up in the level of consciousness, yet you go down in sales. Here's how it happens. You end up becoming so paranoid about every sale you make. And you're so afraid that somebody might not be successful with whatever you're selling, or you might have doubts in yourself. And then you start being really, really rational and you talk a lot and people get really, really confused. And I don't know if you're self-employed or you're an employee, you have a job, but let's say your job and you're talking about you want to get a raise, you'll talk so much and try to bring a bunch of data and the person will just be like, oh yes, well, we can do that at your performance review in three to six months. And then you're like, damn it. But more, more relevant is especially people that are coaches and you end up over-talking and overselling. And here's the spin on this. We think we do this because we want to be more responsible with the way we sell. But matter of fact is because the responsibility feels so heavy that we just dump all the responsibility on the buyer by giving them more information on the buyer. You just dump all the information on the buyer so that they can take the responsibility. And that's not the right way to go. You come at a crossroad when this happens. One of them is that you say, my God, sales sucks. When I start to care, my sales go down and this is not the right job for me and I need to go do something else. I need to find a way to reach abundance. The choice I have to make is, do I go back to just not caring? That would be a mistake. It would be a big mistake because you're missing out on the best way to sell. And what you realize is when you start selling to the mind, you forget what is the place that you need to sell. We talked about emotions. The sales, the energy exchange is an emotional experience. And so what better emotion to do it from than from a place of love? I know all the hardcore salespeople are going to be like, ah, oh, you bring love into sales? Yes, I am. And it's really relevant. Because once you realize that you can sell from a place of love, I get to add to the definition I said earlier, which is selling is nothing more than an energy exchange between conscious beings. And when you know what you offer is so much more than what you ask in return, all that's left is the emotion of love that is felt on both the buyer and the seller's side. This is what makes the world more abundant. This is what pushes humanity forward. And now, you might be wondering, okay, Jason, this sounds great. Maybe I'd love to be able to sell from love, but how do I get there? Is there a formula? Yeah, there's five loves and we're going to go through them in 10 minutes. So I hope you're ready because I do talk fast, but I want to make sure that you all get to benefit from this amazing intervention I hope is sinking for you right now. Here's the five loves. Impact, people, product, process, self. Let's start with impact. Mind Valley. what's the goal? Mind Valley's goal, push humanity forward, impact hundred millions of lives through education, bring the level of consciousness to the planet higher so that we don't end up destroying ourselves with the technology we develop. Instead, we learn to transcend and become the most prosperous, peaceful, amazing unity transformation and envisioning human species on this beautiful planet together. And that is what happens when you love the impact of what you do. You are so clear on why you do what you do that you start not having any hesitation on what needs to be done. This can be called also your massively transformational purpose. If you struggle with impact, I would highly recommend that you go through Stephen Kotler's quest, which is all about the habit of ferocity. Week two has a beautiful exercise where you get clear on what are you curious about? What are you passionate about? And what is the purpose? If you're not in that quest, here's a simpler exercise. Think of your three MIQs, your three most important questions. I know for me, here's what happened. Back when I was in my early 20s, I bought a coaching program. I wanted to become a real estate millionaire and I bought this program and then I went down to Florida and this guy toured us to see a bunch of condos in 2010 
And then he said, hey, here's my cousin. He's going to fund every deal you buy and you guys are going to be super successful. We're all excited. And then he's like, please step into this room and do a testimonial. And I'm in the testimonial. I'm like, this is great. They brought us the money. They showed us the deal. We're going to get rich. This is amazing. And then that ran as an infomercial across Canada. But the moment we had 20 deals under contract and I emailed the cousin, he disappeared, never responded. And the whole thing was a sham. So in the moments that you got scammed, you got pained, there's something to learn through that. And in my case, I realized in my contributions, I don't want douchebag sales and marketing tactics to exist in the world by empowering the good people to learn how to sell right, which will not even allow a marketplace for these people to exist. That's what I'm passionate about. That's why when I talk about sales, I have so much fire because I know if the good people learn to sell, then you have no marketplace for the bad people. Does that make sense? Now you need to get clear on what is your impact. And here's a good and a bad strategy. There's no judgment, but for me, what I realized is by working for a company, you get to look at their vision and piggyback along their vision and impact, which is great, but don't lose sight on your own impact. I realized for me that I hadn't flexed my muscle for my impact for a long time because I was relying on the bold and amazing vision at Mind Valley that I even lost a part of my identity because I was like, who am I if I'm not part of this? But then I said, no, wait, there are things I'm passionate about. Continue flexing that muscle. Don't lose that. And then you get to support the organization's mission even more boldly because you're clear on the impact you want to make. Here's something you want to maybe break down is be clear on the impact you make for the client. Be clear on the impact you make for the world and be clear on the impact you want to make for yourself. You want to make a lot of money? You want to be abundant? Good. Write that down. Be clear on that. You want to provide for your family? Good. You want to make sure the client has a great product? Good. You want to make sure the world's a better place? Don't forget that one. Again, this is why you know Elon Musk and you know SpaceX and you don't know ULA because you all know he wants to make the world an interplanetary species. And the bigger that impact is, the easier everything else is going to be and the more abundance will come your way. Guaranteed. Second, you got to love the people. Now, here's the interesting one. The easiest example here is how do you love more? Well, a child loves a goldfish, loves it so much, he picks it up and he gives it a big hug and the goldfish dies. The way to love people is to understand them. How do you understand them? Get curious about the people. If you already have customers, how often are you talking to them? Are you clear on the impact you make for them? Do you often have conversations? Are you getting in interactions with the people as you actually are selling to them, building your client avatar, being so curious and passionate about these people, you know everything about it. If you're about to go on a date with someone you're extremely interested in, you would maybe ask her friends about what she's interested in. You might wanna make sure you know her allergies to take her to the right restaurant. Simple analogy, but again, when you start to understand, you get to sell more and you actually show love for the client and the people that you sell to. And the biggest mistake is we think we're the client sometimes and don't make that mistake. I remember I was actually the product line manager for Christy Marie Sheldon's energy clearing sessions. Incredible situation to be in because I stepped in to go to sell it and I realized that I go through an energy clearing. I'm like, this doesn't work for me. What is this? I don't get it. I would have hesitated throughout every marketing piece if I thought I was the avatar, but I wasn't. I got on the phone with past clients. One of them was Chuck. Chuck told me that every time he joins those sessions, it's like a happiness booster pill. He talked to his psychologist, reduced his medication, and has been able to keep a stable job since. I'm like, holy shit, I need to sell this to every other Chuck on the planet so that they can find themselves with more abundance and better lives, and it's not about me. So I stayed up late. I worked really hard because I knew who the client was, and I want to make sure that I could transform their lives. So we got impact, we got people. Third, product. I'm going to go quick on this one because it's really simple. Don't fake it, make it. People say fake it till you make it. No, 
Don't fake it. Make it. Make your product awesome. Now, you might have hesitations of selling your product, and here's the biggest mistake you could possibly make. Don't discount yourself. Instead, 10 times yourself. I don't know what your salary is. Imagine your salary was 10 times more. How would you do things differently? What would you change? Make a list, get creative, and then you might be able to find ways that you can approach for that next promotion with creative ideas that can get you somewhere in between. If you're a consultant, a coach, what's your rate per hour? Make it 10 times more. What would you change? Would you do more follow-ups? Would you fly to their office? All of the wonderful things that you could do with 10 times the price. And this one is interesting. I'm currently writing this book and I was like, wow, this is going to be a $20 book. What if it was a $200 book? What if it was a $2,000 book? Then I start being really creative about the course and everything else. I'm going to build around it. And I want to deliver so much value. And that puts you in a place of love and creation. Creation and love brings abundance. Don't be scarce around your product. Think abundant and do what you can to make it the best. Now, we're gone to number four. Impact people, product. Now, what's number four? Four is process. This is where the gold is, right? How do you love the process? If you've done the work to get clear on your impact, you know the people and you got a great product, learn to close, learn to generate leads, do that masterclass, have that exit pop-up, do whatever it takes to convert the people because you're very clear on who you're targeting and you know what impact it's going to do in their lives. Now you become relentless. Now you pick up every book that's about sales and you get excited about it because everything you learn about sales is actually having empathy for the people you want to transform their lives. You're learning the language you need to speak for people to understand. Does Mind Valley have amazing masterclasses? Absolutely. And we deliver content and they sell. And it's incredible. We get to transform the lives of the people that didn't buy and buy, which is crazy. You can do good. And this is amazing to see in the world that buyers are becoming more and more aware. And by the way, as you learn all these techniques, realize that it's also going to give you so much more insights on how to be a better buyer. How do we make the world a better place? If everybody is a better buyer, more conscious, you can actually have companies be forced to be better sellers. Does that make sense? Imagine you go to a company and they're about to sell your car and be like, hey, what's the impact you want to make? What do you know about the customer? Tell me about your product and why do you continuously improve it? Ha, huh. as a better buyer, companies are forced to evolve. I remember the online marketing space had bad landing pages, bad trainings, or their webinars had no content. But then we say, hey, I think people want content. We can do a difference. My Valley stepped up with amazing design, beautiful copy, nothing douchey, and great content, even for free. And people loved it. And now that's why we're growing and we get to impact more lives. It's so critical. And I'm going to close off with the most important of all the loves. And this is going to be something that can sit with you. You went through a great process here. We've identified how there's a good formula for sales. Selling is an energy exchange between conscious being. If you do it from a place of love, it's amazing. How do you get there? Love the impact, love the people, love the product, love the process of selling. And finally, love yourself. This is the most interesting of it all is when you become a salesperson, you get to have the repetition happen over and over again. There's going to be a lot of vulnerability that comes. You put yourself out there and those who are just starting, you'll see that there might be a lot of resistance and fears and that's okay. But what I really appreciate is from the four agreements, Don Miguel Luiz, there's one of the agreements that are shared, things that you should live by, which is always do your best. And no matter where you are in the journey of being a salesperson for whatever goals that you're trying to do professionally or personally, know that there's only one thing you ever do in your life and it's always your best. And so every time you go out there and try to make a sale, just show up as you. 
If you learn these practices and keep that front of mind, I hope that this removes the big blocks you might have. But really, I just want you to acknowledge that every time you go out there, you're going to do your best. You're going to grow. You're going to get better. And the best is what you have to offer the world every single day. Even if at times for myself during COVID isolation, sometimes emotionally, I just need a bit of rest. And that's okay. I need a bit of rest. I take the rest. I don't feel guilt about it. I realize that this is the best way I can take care of myself for right now because that's the best. And then the next day, we'll see what happens. But now I actually have a blueprint. I can get excited about the big vision I want to do and all the ways to get there. I hope this was an intervention for you. Love sales. It's a beautiful tool. It solves problems around the world. And the better amazing people start to do sales from a place of love, we bring abundance to the world. You lift the tide for everyone else by promoting good products that do real transformation and make an impact in the world. Thank you so much for your time. I hope this was helpful. I'm Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body, your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.